Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on SelfDiscoveryRadio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guests all the way from Uganda, uh, Sharon Kangunda and Tinui Samson. They run the Universal Love Ministry in Uganda. It's all about defending the rights of minorities, protecting the children, protecting the girls, protecting the LGBT community. It's about universal love. That is their mission, to empower communities towards an inclusive and diverse society, free from gender-based violence, defending the rights of women, and supporting towards peaceful and harmonious living. Love is meant to be something that is based in the soul. It is uh, the God and the divine's core. It should be in everything. Judgment should never be our role. It is not our role to play. And judging people because of their sexual orientation is just something that we have no right to do. Also, there is no right in the world for anybody to use a child as a sexual object or force a child to marry before their time become property of someone else. These are the things that they want to defend. Um, the Universal Love Ministry supports active nonviolence and engages with advocates of gender to teach an interpretation of the Holy Scriptures that de- demonstrates respect for all human beings, no matter what. Sharon is a professional teacher who specializes in teaching English and Christian religious education. She works as the executive um, secretary at the Universal Love Ministries uh, in uh, Kampala, Uganda. Um, She's a teacher who is taught in different schools and different parts of Uganda, interacting with children and women and youth from all different families and cultures. And she is observed as a child, especially a a girl child, with lots um, facing lots of challenges in Uganda. And Suwani was born to nine children, three of them. uh, with his uh, uh, mother and, the, and then there were stepchildren. Um, he lived in an environment full of violations of women and children's rights, and this kind of stayed with him as he grew up. Um, he believes that humanity is something that we need to protect. He's seen firsthand things that were forced upon his own family, um, his elder sister. There's an entire story here on the posting and I'm not going to read it here, uh, but I really would love you to read it because you'll understand where he comes from. This is personal to him. He wants to see women being protected, their rights, their choices being protected, children being protected, and that divine connection to spirit um, being taught in love, in kindness, in tolerance, in acceptance of one another. And that's his driving force. So we're going to look at what the Universal Love Ministry stands for. Um, The wonderful movement that it's doing. And when I saw this, I was really drawn to it. Um, They're not teaching a restricted opinion of what God's message is. It's about opening up mostly and utterly to love and compassion, inclusion, dialogue, reconciliation, peace and really opening up to what God's message is. They're clearly very, very dedicated, very passionate. So let's see what, um, what we can do for the Universal Love mis- uh, Ministries and, uh, and also what it's doing for us. So welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, wonderful work that Hello. you're doing here. We might have a slight delay yeah. on our sites here today, guys, because we are doing Skyping from Uganda. So if we have any technical issues, just bear with us. Um, you are really doing a wonderful job here with this ministry, and you just have to see all the pictures of the kids, of how much they enjoy where they are. So clearly you are creating a great deal of hope for the children, for the future. Um, I'm going to start with you, Sawami. Would you please tell me what this means to you, what this ministry means to you? Okay. Um, uh, to me, Universal Love Ministries, uh, uh, it means a lot. And um, especially with the work that we are doing in Uganda and uh, East Africa in general. Uh, first of all, Sarah, I would like 
like to thank you very much for supporting uh, Universal Love Manifest and you take a step to host us on this station. My I thank pleasure. you very much. Yeah, My pleasure. All, yeah, and all, and all listeners that listen to this, we thank you. We're having a little break uh, up here. Universal Love Ministries, um, it is uh, very important. The Universal Love Ministries, to me, uh, uh, is doing work that um, is meant to keep humanity, to keep the continuity of human beings. Uh, simply because, uh, like here in Uganda, uh, there is a lot of violation of human rights. And Universal Love Ministries, uh, we are offering the service of educating people on inclusion and acceptance of each and every person. And our approach uh, is based on uh, theology and, uni and, uni and human rights. Why do we base our work on theology? Because Uganda is a religious nation, and, and um, most people are Christians, and they take Christianity seriously. Whether they live up to what Christianity requires them to do or not, but they consider Christianity to be very important and to be part of their lives. And looking at theology, human rights uh, originate from God himself. Yes. Because uh, theologically, uh, the word uh, imagodai means that man is created in God's image. And what does this mean? It means that man is in God's image. And the Bible states it clearly that God created people, created all people equally. So what does this mean to Universal Love Ministries? To Universal Love Ministries, it means that all people are equal. And the challenge is that however much Uganda is a Christian nation, we have a lot of violation of human rights. We have wrong interpretation of scriptures. And this is where Universal Love Ministries comes in and is like, look, let us interpret the Holy Scriptures in a way that offers respect to each and every person. Let us look at scriptures, how we can enrich them, enrich humanity, not to preach discrimination, not to preach uh, um, hate, not to preach prejudice. And Universal Love Ministries, the studies that uh, we have done at Universal Love Ministries, they, so, they show that there is lack of knowledge among religious leaders in Uganda. And this ignorance, or this lack of knowledge, comes with prejudice, comes with, with fear, and again, the interpretation of the Holy Scriptures, they interpret them out of context. Therefore, at Universal Love Ministries, we are like, look, let us look at how we can interpret the Holy Scriptures, how we can interpret the Bible according to the context, not according to what we, we read directly, then we interpret it like that. So, uh, like now of recent, we are involved in educating religious leaders on issues to do with uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, sex, sexuality, spirituality, and human rights, all aiming at total inclusion and acceptance of all people regardless of who they are. Exactly, and that's, that is as it should be. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, it, God's word got lost. Um, it became a convenience for man to rule over man using the Bible, using God's words. Um, God is love, God is peace. You cannot have love and peace if you don't have acceptance. And for uh, the religious world to come across and say, um, you're only godly if you're this, and if you're that, then God has, uh, it, it cast you out, is completely bollocks, is completely untrue. Um, mm. If we are created in God's eye, 
then God must be beautifully imperfect because he made us beautifully imperfect and in those wonderful imperfections each one of us are perfect and I <coughs> think the idealism of man especially the church as it's being um, using religion as a control as a fear-based control you will go to hell if you're this you will go to heaven if you do that this is not God's teachings this is man using the Bible as an interpretation to control man and exactly. God has never taught us to hate that is a human condition God only knows love so what you're doing is teaching dignity and love and respect and value of one another and that is very very important Sharon what is your role in this other than a teacher I know that you're a big advocate um, tell me your story and why this means so much to you thank you so much uh, first of all I would like to thank you so much Sarah and Discovery Radio as well for giving us this time and for the love you have for Universal Love Ministries my pleasure uh, it, in Uganda, uh, there, there is, uh, people have uh, grown up in different families and different backgrounds of which most of the people are very poor and which makes them face a lot of challenges. Uh, I, 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 I love the ideas of Universal Love Ministry, that's why I joined it some years back because they, they, they teach about love, peace, reconciliation, and of which, uh, according to the, what, what was, uh, is happening in the environment, uh, people were lacking all those. Mm -hmm. Most especially sensitizing people on what they should do, especially loving and uh, reconciliation. And uh, I'm much concerned with the uh, children, and children are facing a lot of problems, especially a girl child education. They are, they are denied the chance of going to schools because of gender norms and uh, beliefs about the roles of women compared to men. Uh, there are very many, very many challenges that the girls are facing, of which Universal Life Ministry is trying to to solve, especially with education. Uh, at, at the moment, we have some children that we are we are helping to attain their education by paying their school fees, meeting medical care, and. Uh, Providing with them with the scholastic materials, so uh, the, the girls also have a challenge of uh, failure to menstruate, to to failure to control, failure to handle menstruation. Sorry, failure to handle menstruation. Uh, is one of the challenges they are having and which is making them drop out of the schools. Uh, I'm talking about girl-child education because girls are facing a lot of challenges. First of all, I've talked about failure to handle menstruation because they are from poor families which cannot managed by for them sanitary pads so girls feel shy they don't feel comfortable when they're in their periods so they decide to drop out of the school and i think that one also is caused by the poverty of the parents and ignorance because they are they are not aware of what they are supposed to do that's why universal love ministry is trying to educate people in the different areas yeah and uh, they also have 
uh, a problem of uh, teenage pregnancy, which can make them drop out of the school. And that one is is uh, is brought about by rape, defilement, and uh, and uh, other marriages. And with other marriages, uh, some of the girls are forced to get married for material benefit of the parents, because they know that when a child, a girl child gets married, they will get cows, they will get money, so they ha they force girls to get married when they are still early, so that they can get those material benefits. They're selling their children. Yes. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there is lack of education. They lack sex education because they just grow up, the parents are not uh, sensitizing them about what, all what sex is about. Uh, so that, that, that lack of knowledge, that, that lack of sex education, they end up doing what they are and which results into early pregnancies and they end up dropping out of the school. Uh, Sorry, you're breaking up a bit. Sorry. Yeah, are you hearing us now? Oh, yeah, it just breaks up now and again. And uh, we know we're having not a great reception, but that's okay. We're, this is too important, so we will get this through. I'm just going to recap what you said there, Sharon, is that a simple thing like a child's menstrual cycle can make her drop out of school because she can't afford yeah. the sanitary pads or the parents uh, are ignorant to the fact of what they need and the child feels uh, so embarrassed that they rather not come to school. And that is so hard for the Western world to understand. But in, in your society, um, there's a lot of shaming that goes along. And so for a child, they don't know what to do. And then um, about parents, could essentially selling their children to get a car or to get some monetary gain. Maybe they have other children and they look at sacrificing the one child to get money into the family. Um, but it, what it is is forcing children into marriage that they don't want to do and, and having the monetary gain there. And you're talking about rape. Um, and of course, no human rights there for a girl no value for a girl. Uh, she's just there for the man's pleasure. Um, and that is something also that needs to be taught. And I would imagine a simple thing like condoms, teaching guys how to use condoms, teaching guys how to respect to a girl or a woman, understanding that no is no, is something that you have a challenge in teaching as well. So you're up against so many of old traditions um, and also a great deal of ignorance that people just don't uh, don't have so you're not just educating them on spelling and and math you're educating them on life yeah sure sure so this must um, be very, very challenging because you're going up against tradition. You're going up against, yeah. you know, uh, ignorance or the old Christianity as well. Yeah, um, uh, uh, um, here, uh, as we are talking about uh, our Christianity and the Bible, uh, um, people uh, fail to understand the, the context in which the Bible was written people fail to understand or even to reason uh, the Bible was written by people who had their own culture. Yes. For example, when you look at the Bible, especially looking at the Old Testament, the way it is written is written in a patriarchal way where this Old Testament with its patriarchal setting gives men more power than women. Yeah. And why is this like this? Because when you look at the culture of Israelites, by that time, women were not considered to be important. Mm -hmm. Were not 
considered to have value apart from doing domestic work, apart from appraising men, apart from producing children. And now what is happening, the challenge is that the same interpretation is still employed in today's century. And this is one of the things that caused trouble to people like um, living in Africa, like here in Uganda, because they have a feeling that the word of God is uh, authoritative, is authority, it is genuine, it has not to be questioned. Yeah. You know, and this has led to a lot of uh, violation of human rights, especially when it comes to women, because you find that this woman uh, uh, is, uh, is uh, her, her rights are, uh, are limited. And this woman lives in an environment that, that where, lives, where she lives a half-life. Because you can imagine a woman knows has to be, to be submitted to a husband, um, has to be there to please a, a husband, has to do domestic work, has to do everything. And uh, women or girls, they are there to bring water to a family, they have to get married. And then this family cows get money, get goats, get sheep, all that kind of stuff. So this patriarchal interpretation of the Holy Scriptures also brings in trouble. Um, then coming to to to, to, to poverty and uh, forced marriages. Now here in Uganda, uh, people are still poor. And now looking at patriarchal system. Uh, which gives men more power. They look at women, they look at girls as a source of wealth. This is where if a man uh, produces or in a family they have six girls, now they look at those six girls as a source of income, mm. as a source of wealth. This is where you find that parents, they force their girls to get into marriage simply because they need money. If here, a man sports, or let's say a father sports a man who is rich. He will try by all means to see that his girl gets married to this rich man so as this rich man can pay in money, you know, to take up this girl as a wife. And this has gone into even forcing girls to drop out of school because here they have a feeling that once the, the fruit gets old, it has to be eaten. So when they see a girl who has just started developing breasts, they start washing their hands and preparing themselves uh, to get her get, get, to get her married, so as they can get a um, bride price. And what has this done? It has uh, uh, these early pregnancies has brought poverty because you find that a kid is carrying back is carrying a kid on her back. A kid is a mother of a kid. Yes. You know, and what does this mean? And this is now uh, a circle of poverty because this girl gets married when she's not educated. Uh, she has no source of income. And at times uh, you find that even the, the family she's married to, they we are able maybe to, to pay bridewares. And now they are also poor, you know, and now you find that it is a circle of poverty. It is a circle of sickness. It is a circle of HIV. Yes. You know, look. It's slavery, now, actually, isn't it? It's enslaving women. And, you know, taking a child that may be, you know, 12 years old and making her a bride and making her a mother. Um, you know, it is, it's a cycle that has to stop. Um, and as you said, uh, if you can get them through school, if you can get them educated, they can see that there is another way out. They don't have to marry. Uh, they can get a job and bring money back to the family through the job, not through having to marry somebody. But it's getting mm. them through school so that they can actually use that education to better themselves. Yeah, yeah. Of course, as you are saying, uh, of course, as a girl drops out of school and she gets married, this means she has already, or her rights are already choked to death yeah. because she will have to yeah. depend on a man for everything, you know, because she has no job, she's not educated, 
she's ignorant so her worker will be to produce children and then near before um, her husband or before this man that has married her for money for food for clothes or for underwears you know for even look for money you know for everything and this makes her a slave yes and at universal love ministries we are saying to break this circle of slavery mm -hmm. is empowering a girl or child with education yes because it is only education that will break these chains of slavery it is education that is going to make these girls independent think independently get employment cater for themselves and sustain for themselves so this is what we are doing at universal love ministries and this is why we are saying calling upon friends from all walks of life to stand with us and we break this circle of slavery we break this circle this chain that is chaining girls by giving them education this is a tool that is going to save them exactly then looking at dropout because they cannot handle uh, menstrual periods here in uganda uh culture is um, is still people are still they still believe in their outdated or traditional beliefs and now how does this come in now these girls they are not uh, given education because parents don't tell them all about what is sex and what is puberty what is gross because they have a feeling that uh, uh, sex is horrible sex is something that should not be discussed children so now as they are growing up these girls and they start to experience their periods uh, it becomes uh, um, uh, uh, funny and uh, to them and they fear and they look uh, they feel out when they are within as a kids and at times you find they don't mention these issues to their parents so when this girl starts to see blood coming out of her and then maybe uh, she, she she has no pads and then girls their fellow girls and even girl, fellow kids they see hey this is blood on her uniform this is blood on uh, on, on, on her on her dress then this girl feels intimidated this girl feels inferior this girl feels out of press so what happens the best thing to do she will think of dropping out of school because she's not educated on sex education she's not educated sensitized on um, on uh, this uh, monthly periods so as she experiencing it for the first time she feels it is something strange and she cannot handle and again parents they are also not sensitized to take care to put up measures and measures that can keep safe these young girls in school during the time of uh, periods well, i mean schools. a lot of the time it's because the parents themselves are still children right yeah. i mean if they got married at 12 had a kid at 13 you know what well, by the time that other child is 12 they're still in you know in their early 20s where they didn't receive any um sexcation they didn't receive any education on how to be a parent so mm. the the cycle of ignorance just keeps going on and on and on so exactly. so, so in, exactly. in teaching the children it's good for the children to go back and teach the parents exactly exactly that's what universal love ministries is doing educating kids and even educating parents, educating even teachers, and even educating government officials, because we feel that the government should provide a sanitary pass to these schools to keep these kids in school. That now, if a girl is uh, menstruating in her periods, it shouldn't be a problem. Right. It shouldn't be something that is scaring this girl. It is the school administration should be aware. The girls should feel free to go and meet matrons or to go in and meet the headmaster and say, "Please, I'm experiencing this." And these sanitary pads, they should be distributed all over, that they can be accessed. These girls and teens, be educated on, uh, on, uh, on uh, safe sex practices to prevent other uh, uh, pregnancies, use of condoms, yes. use of family planning and methods, you know, that can keep these kids safe. Because not only that uh, uh, condoms or safe sex practices can
and prevent because as I'm talking now, according to UNAID report that was released a few months back, it shows that in Uganda, 573 girls they get infected with HIV every week in Uganda, oh my God, that's and such these a girls are number. between the age of 15 to 25. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And of course, yeah, you know, it's not just—it's not just educating the girls. We have to educate yeah. the boys in order to change. Yes. That, that cycle, the boys have to be taught from a very, very young age that women are not their property, that women must be respected, and that um, a woman has the right to, to say no to sex, and they have to understand consequences. And this is something that if we don't teach it, it's, it's obviously very prevalent in Uganda, but even in the Western world, we still have this going on. In the Western world, there's still guys out there believing that they have the right to hurt a woman, to have sex with a woman, uh, because he wants to, and he doesn't care whether she wants to or not. It's still going on here, and of course it's going on in other countries as well. We need to educate the girls and the mothers so they can educate the boys. Exactly. Exactly, because we need to educate even these boys uh, and men. Because like here in Africa, let's say in Uganda's context where I am, the society has created which I can call a box. I can call it men's box. Whereby the society feels that man is he who has sex anytime he wants. Mm -hmm. That a man is he who has very many uh, girlfriends or has very many women. A man is he who is tough. A man is he who is courage. A man is he who does anything that he wants to do. You know? And and this is causing a lot of trouble. Even not only even to, to, to girls. Finally, it, it also affects men. Yes. You know? Because when you go uh, in prison, you will find that... Actually, let me bring it in this way. Worldwide, the population of women is bigger than the population of men. But that is very funny. When you go to prisons, you will find that the big population of inmates are men. And this beats my understanding. If the population of women is big, so I would expect the big number of women also to be in prison. <laughs> yeah, you would expect it. Yeah. But what is funny, the small population is one that takes a big position, that takes a big percentage to be in prison. So what does this mean? It shows to me that finally, even when these men in their patriarchal thinking, it has also, it affects them because they are the ones who are facing these consequences. So it is very important that we educate girls, we educate boys and men, that girls, women and men, they are partners. They are all equal. Women should also be given a chance to, 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 to negotiate or to make choice when to have sex and who, when to have children, when to become pregnant, when to get married. But the situation that is made for women, you find that at times these women, they don't decide when to have sex. They don't decide even negotiate safe sex practices, you know, tell this man that, look, yes, let's have a condom, let's use a condom. Because she feels uh, she has been raised in a way that she has to give in to, to the decision and accept the decisions of a man. So here we have to educate the society to change this thinking, to change this uh, perception, and even educating men to stop hurting the women they love. Stop hurting a woman you love. Because at the end of the day, you force this woman, you beat this woman, you infect this woman with HIV, you impregnate this woman. At the end of the day, this is the person that you love. You know, then we are like at Universal Love Ministries. Please, men, stop hurting a woman you love. And how can we do this? By promoting transformative masculinity.
Exactly. You know, it is the time of the women empowerment. Um, women around the world are standing up and saying our voices will be heard. We will empower ourselves. And, you know, women have a, a common sense approach to life. And, uh, you know, men have had the rule now how many centuries and how many wars have we had? How many people still hate each other? How much uh, progress have we had morally, spiritually? Not very much. We're still very mm. much working on the neophantical approach. Uh, mm. And, you know, now women are being empowered around the world. They're stepping up. They're becoming entrepreneurs. They're working together. Mm. They're stepping in leadership roles. And we're going to see a difference now where that mama approach we're not going to mm. take this from you young man there's going to be a few boxed ears and if we don't show them the boundaries are if we don't show them how to value a woman if we don't mm. show them how to respect a woman if we mm. don't show them what is right or wrong how are they ever mm. going to learn and it's going to take the the women of the world to show the men how to treat them and in turn how to respect themselves because men mm. will gain more respect for themselves when they learn mm. how to treat a woman properly mm, 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 mm. you are very right very right i mean you look yeah. at christianity the way it has been for centuries where are we woman is a slave to man is this god's message no it isn't. No. So the teachings of Christianity has to change. As you said, it was written from a man's perspective. Now we have yes. to start treating it from a universal perspective of that exactly. all lives matter. Yes, yes, yes. You know, even, you see, when you look uh, at uh, Christianity, uh, Christianity with Jesus, which we can call gospel, gospel means good news. Yeah. You know, Yes, and now, if gospel is all about good news, what is being preached? That is the question number one. What is preached? Is it good news? Uh, is it hate? No. What preached? Is it phobia? Is it uh, uh, discrimination? What is being preached? That is the most important thing. If the gospel means good news, then it is high time that good news start to be preached. Yes. It's first time that people start practice what is preached, you know. But what is very funny, many people, including especially I'm speaking from Uganda, Uganda's context, they preach irony, you know. They preach the opposite of what is supposed to be preached, you know. Because when you look at uh, uh, Jesus, how did Jesus deal with women? How did Jesus deal with the minority groups? How did Jesus deal with culture? You know, like here in Uganda, the word culture is used many times. You talk about women empowerment. You talk about equal rights. They will tell you praise. This is not our culture. And people forget to know that culture is not static. Exactly. Culture keeps on changing. Culture is not permanent. And even the, the, the Holy Scriptures draws. They need to be interpreted in a way that fits our, our uh, um, uh, the situations that we are facing, you know, fits the, 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 the generations. Because, uh, because uh, my understanding, in my view, uh, I believe that uh, social changes and our unique experiences, they shape our faith. So it is very important that we consider social changes, we consider our unique experiences, you know, and then there we can move on. Take an example, uh, the Old Testament. There are verses, there is a verse that really supports slavery, that selling and buying of people, it is okay, so long as those people are not Israelites. Now, does this verse make sense today? To me, this verse does not make sense. Mm -hmm. And and this verse remained in the Bible. But what does this mean? It means that changes are necessary. Changes 
we needed to look at the generations. We needed to look at, at times. You know, we needed to look at what is happening today and what are those issues that are facing us such that we can handle them in a way that is appropriate, in a way that supports uh, uh, humanity, in a way that, that supports uh, uh, the continuity of human beings. And yes, Not, I mean, it, when you look at it, God gave us the wind, the water, the currents in the ocean. All of these things are in constant movement. If they mm. became static and stopped, where would we be as humanity? Where would this world be? It is important that we are always in the flow of life, always learning, always evolving. As a human species, we have created technologies that are mind-blowing. But when it comes to our own humanity, we are still so much in the dark ages. We have to stop sure. looking at people by their color, by their sexuality, mm. by their gender, by their economics, and start looking at each other from our souls, our hearts, our spirits, and what our contribution to this world is. That is how we base humanity, not on what color, sex, or, any, or religion, or anything else you are. It's what is your contribution to the planet and how tall do you stand in your own life? What do you count for? You, both of you are very passionate about what you're doing because you believe in the equality of mm. humankind. You believe that God's message is coming about love for one and all and the mm. rights for people to choose. And that passion comes forth so strongly in what you're doing and what you're saying and this is something humanity needs to wake up to we have become so caught up as you said in the culture well it's always <coughs> been that way all the bible says well the bible was written by man for man yes yes where was yes. a woman included in there other than to be a slave to man where was the LGB <laughs> community involved in there? Where was the rights of, to choose what you want in life in there? It's all interpretation. And man has made it convenient that if it serves them, then they're going to keep preaching it. But that doesn't mm -hmm. make it the truth. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. You know, you, you have mentioned something that very has, uh, uh, has, uh, has touched me about uh, um, humanity you know before you before i'm for example i'm black but before i'm black before looking at color i'm a human being yes whether one is black or white or, or red or green we all have five senses and we all have red blood no one has a green black a green blood we all have blood that is in the form of red. We all have five senses. We all eat and even go out to help ourselves. You know? We, we all have a heart. All sweat. We all have a heart that needs to be loved. Yes, we all have heart. Yes. We all breathe in oxygen and, 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 and outside and, and we breathe out carbon dioxide. You know? So these are the principles. This is what moves me and really to, to look at humanity, whether one is short or tall. Or, 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 or black, we are all human beings. And on top of that, if we are to look, let's say, at God and, and the creation and the religious context, diversity to me, human diversity to me is a decoration that God chose to decorate this world. Sarah, let me ask you this. If you wake up one morning and you find that the whole of Canada is flat, no mountain, no valley, is flat. How would you feel? Well, I would feel, feel, feel pretty good. <laughs> you know? But <laughs> for, for me, that, you know, there's the small soul and spirit in there. You know, that is... Yeah, it would be boring. But now when you wake up and you see mountains, you see valleys, you see rivers, you see uh, lakes and oceans, you know, this is a decoration. The same way God created us to decorate this world, to make it beautiful... Yeah is that he created that differently. He created the short people, yes. tall people, big people, small people, white and black, you know, as a decoration. 
made it a feast. Made a feast. Each one of us brings to the table a different, Except a different dish, a different spice, a different ingredient. If everybody sure. was the same and ate the same, we never would have evolved. We never would have survived because we are beautifully different, and each one of us has a different ingredient to put on God's table. This is what makes us divinely wonderful. And we need to exactly. embrace those differences because that's the spice of life. Exactly, exactly. And this is what Universal Love Ministries is working on, is advocating for, to embrace our diversity, to embrace our differences, to celebrate our differences, whether one is a gay, whether one is a lesbian, whether one is a transgender or, or intersex, is a human being. Let us be inclusive. Let us celebrate our diversity. Let us treat each person with compassion, with respect, with love, yeah. with generous, you know. It's and about looking at ourselves from yeah. the inside out, isn't it? Looking at, us, looking at ourselves from the inside out. Look to the heart of a person. Look to the soul yes, of the person. Look to the, the spirit of the person. Yeah. Don't look at the exterior. That's just the vessel they're in. They're a human spirit, a beautiful divine spirit carried around mm. in this body that we have in this lifetime do not judge mm. the spirit by the body let the yes. spirit shine yes. through yes. Yes. As, yes as we all believe that there is a judgment day so i don't see the reason that's why we should judge others when we are waiting for that very day right yeah sharon you are right <laughs> because in a religious context the bible tells us especially in christianity in the new testament that jesus will come back when he will sit on his throne of judgment, judge the dead and the living. So, now, who am I to start judging before Jesus comes to judge us? Actually, to me, I can call it the suppression of power. Sure. Taking the power of God, taking the power of Jesus. No? Sarah, how do you see I, I, it? I actually think that um, in, a, in a lot of ways he's already here and the judgment has already been passed. I believe that uh, humanity is evolving. Uh, the vibration is rising. And those that, that choose not to rise in this loving vibration of humanity will be left behind. And those are the mm. people that have been judged. They have not mm. chosen to raise their vibration. They have not chosen to live in love. They have not chosen to be a part of the collective. They have chosen to judge. They've chosen to hate. That judgment, I believe, is already here. And those that choose to live in that will be left behind. And those that choose to live in love and kindness, God's message will rise and are rising right now. So it isn't waiting for him to be back on the throne. He's already here doing his work. And the mm. division is those that choose to live in love and those that choose to live in hate. But the big word here is choice. What do you sure. choose to do? Because if you wish to be loved, you must first be loved. Exactly, 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 exactly. So for sure, there is no person, there is no individual that is supposed to judge one another. No. no. Because uh, looking at Christianity, Jesus tells us the command that he gives us is love one another. You Simple. Know, it is it's simple, isn't it? Just why do we have to make it so complicated? Yes. Why do you know? Why can't we just? You may not like everybody, and that's okay. But it doesn't mean that you have to hate them because you don't connect with them. The, it's yes. like, it's like yes. the smoker's board of life. It's like the buffet of life. You're not going to mm. eat every dish at the table, but that doesn't mean that that dish is bad. Sure, sure, right. Sure. So. Uh, so, um, um, Universal Love Ministries, uh, we are doing this work here in Uganda uh, for inclusion and acceptance of all people and uh, looking at uh, LGBT people, looking at women, looking at children. And because now, like in Uganda, looking at LGBT persons, they are discriminated against, they are uh, stigmatized, they are disowned, Denied employment, denied education, denied medical care. Best needs that really make a human being. 
And why? And who has fueled this in Uganda? The intolerance against LGBTI, the violence against LGBTI in Uganda is fueled by religious leaders. Yes. And why are they doing this? The studies that we have done at Universal Love Ministries, we have found that uh, religious leaders, the community, the faith communities in Uganda, they lack knowledge on things to do with human sexuality. And what we are at Universal Love Ministries is to educate religious leaders to understand things to do with human sexuality, to understand what is sexual orientation, to understand what is gender identity, to understand what is sex itself, you know, so that one they can understand and know that LGBT people are creatures of God, they are created by God, and God loves them. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> discriminating against their choices, but loving them who they are from the inside out. And if, yes. you know, I love what the Pope says. The Pope says, I don't care what faith you are, as long as it's based in love and kindness. And, you know, people are going to choose whatever faith they want. I don't care. But if that faith is not based in love and kindness, then it's not true. If your faith is out there to hurt or discriminate or not to support people, then therefore it is not a true religion. It, well, it's a true religion, but it's not a true faith. It's not God's message. Yeah, sure. Sure. You know, you know, challenge uh, uh, according to history and, uh, um, and, and research done, um, religion is based on threats and intimidation. Yes. By, yeah, by threatening people with hell. Now, if you yes. don't do this, you are going to hell. Yeah. By, by making, by convicting people that you are sinners. You, you know? And one of the, of, of the things that I found when I was uh, still ministering in the church uh, before they expelled me and banned me from, uh, from ministering in that church was that I found that uh, they were not preaching salvation. They were only preaching slavery. Yes. Because if salvation is all about making people to be free, if salvation is all about saying that with coming of Jesus, Jesus came that they may have free freedom and life in full. And then, this life, you say you don't have to do this. You try to get people and contain them in the container. You don't have to do this. You don't have to make this choice. You don't have to do this because you are a Christian. And then, this to me, it's no longer salvation. It is making people slaves. You know? It's actually and, putting them in hell. Yeah. You know, it, hell isn't, um, it's not heaven and hell. Heaven and hell is here right on earth. Heaven is exactly. living in God's love. Heaven is yeah. living in community's love. Hell yes. is living in fear. Hell is mm. living in control. Hell mm. is having no voice for the fear mm. of mm. repression. Right? Mm. So by telling them they're sinners and they're going to go to hell, they've already put them in hell because they've imprisoned them. Exactly, exactly. And Universal Love Ministries, we are all about educating people to come out of that fear. You know, God created you, this is who you are. And you are not going to heaven because of your sexual orientation. Right. You are not going to heaven because of your uh, uh, gender identity. You are going to heaven because of who you, of how you deal with your God. Yes. Of how you treat your fellow human beings. Yes. You know, of how you extend love other people, of how you stand with those who are threatened, of how you understand your humanity, to know that man is independent, that we are all equal, we are all God's children, you know, we are here and we are all in the same boat and we are all facing and moving to the internal life, you know, but not saying that me, I'm better than you. Right. Me, I'm, I'm going to heaven and you are going to hell. No. God mm. gave the power and the yes. empowerment within us to create a heaven here on a hoof. Yes. Right? Yes. And if we step into love, 
and we step into yes. respect of one another, we create that heaven here on earth. This is the, yeah. the power that he gave to us. These are the tools that he gave to us. He gave us simple tools, love, respect, kindness. And if we mm. can have love and respect and kindness for each other, we're already creating a heaven atmosphere. It's simple. Exactly simple. So how uh, you obviously need funding at the um, at the uh, ministries uh, to keep the school going, to keep this message going, uh, to be able to um, re-educate the religious leaders. So how do people support your cause? How do they help you keep going and get this message out? Because you are very, very much a different leader to what other people are doing. Um, you're not doing something in the name of Christianity's parameters. You're stepping outside of Christianity and you're speaking God's word. Um, and so I can yeah. see you're getting a lot of flack for it. But how do people support you so that you can keep bringing about this freedom, this dignity, this respect and this education for um, our children? All right. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for this question. Uh, really, what you, you have said, uh, Universal Love Ministries, we need support in all forms. Because the environment that we are working in here in Uganda is not supportive. In fact, in Uganda, no one that can support us. Instead, we are discriminated because they know Universal Love Ministries, uh, Samson, uh, Sharon, and uh, other people that are working with us, that for us, we are gay people, or we are lesbians. Uh, actually, they look at us as agents of devil. Yes. So here in Uganda, no one can support us. So um, we need support because like these workshops that we conduct, they come with a real cost because we have to rent spaces where we hold these workshops. We have, have to, to rent offices. You have to eat. Yeah. You have to survive yourself. So... You know, the messenger yes. can't do the messenger when they're, then they're not able to support themselves. Yeah, yeah. We give school fees to these children, the, mm -hmm. the vulnerable children. We take care of uh, positive HIV positive living people, you know, uh, providing a shelter for disowned and persecuted LGBT persons, you know. So we really need support in all forms and. Um, of course, we need support, but I don't forget also to appreciate people that uh, have been uh, that have tried to support us. Uh, I thank them very much, but we need still more support to make this work go on, because uh, people that we are trying to educate and the force that is against us, it is a big force, because when you look at the, 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 the community that is against us, those that oppose us, they have resources at their disposal. They have what they need. They have everything that they need to push on the agenda of discrimination, the agenda of preaching hate. But Universal Love Ministries, at the moment, we don't have reliable support. So we need support in terms, let's say, of funding. We need support in terms of security, because at times you find that uh, uh, our staff, including me, I can't know that if I get out that I will be safe. You know, I don't know those who have read about Uganda. Uh, uh, they know how terrible in Uganda is for LGBT people and their allies and human rights activists. So the support actually, uh, I think, uh, I cannot mention all here, but uh, I would like to inform uh, listeners that are listening to this, that Universal Love Ministries here in Uganda, we need support in all forms. The thing is, is with what you're doing, by supporting you, you're educating tomorrow's children, not only that they have rights, not only that it's okay to be gay, um, to be a girl, to have choice, to be uh, free thinking, you're teaching them that they will now go and teach their community. They will be the children that will change the tide, change the old regime. By empowering mm. the children today and t sending them off into the world with this toolkit of love, kindness, acceptance, tolerance, and uh, educating other people, you are, mm. you're seeding that change and you're a pioneer. And, of course, all pioneers face persecution. 
face resistance. Yeah. And I commend you all for the work that you're doing and for putting yourselves out there in this face of adversity, but being true to your calling, being true to your message and understanding that in order to create change, you have to be the change and seed exactly. the change in others. The only way you're going to change the adult's point of view is when it comes from the children saying, we will not take that point of view anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm, so by mm, changing mm. the children, empowering the children, educating the children and showing them the rights, the dignity, the liberty and the freedom of choice is their human right, then you are seeding the, the whole change for tomorrow. It's not going to happen exactly. overnight. It needs continual support. This show is going to go out to several people I know that I step up and be behind you. Um, in the LGB community, um, in the African community, in other communities. And I will do whatever I can to get your word out. Um, because the only way, and, and may you be an example for others in the world, even here in the Western world. Because still, being gay, being different, being a woman, here even in North America, is still a challenge. Not the kind mm. of challenge mm. you face, but still a challenge. Because we're mm. up, against, up against misogynistic men like Donald Trump, who is busy demeaning women um, all mm. over again. We have to stand mm. up and say, no more. We will not take this anymore. You treat us with love, kindness, and dignity. And that is how it should be in humanity. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for loving Universal Love Ministries. Now, how and do people get hold of you and how do they support you? Um, uh, um, people can visit our website. We have contacts there. And I think as we get off air, I will also uh, give you more details and introduce you to more people that are working with us. Uh, um, uh, some in Canada, some in the US, uh, in, 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 in Chicago, California. Then and also now, even you, uh, people who are listening to, to us now to this radio, they can also approach you because you love Universal Love Ministries, and now uh, we consider you our ally and our contact person. So, uh, if any person would like to help us, can reach out to this radio to Sarah Troy, and we understand she will be able to contact us, and we go into details of how that help can reach us here in Uganda at Universal Love Ministries and we use it to stand with those who are threatened and we use it to educate people, educate young generation because we understand that if we need to make sustainable change we must educate young people because young people are leaders of tomorrow young people are the next officers in the offices in offices that are waiting young people are next politicians so if we initiate them with these ideas of change, with these ideas of love, of inclusion, of acceptance, of tolerance, this will be seeding a good seed that really that is going to grow and make a world a better place for each and every person. Everywhere, everywhere. And uh, their site is universallovemenistriesuganda.org. That's universallovemenistriesuganda.org. And yes, folks, you can come to me at info at selfdiscoveryradio.com. That's info at selfdiscoveryradio.com. Just mention uh, Universal Love Ministries. I will uh, forward it to them. I will um, do whatever I need to do to connect. Um, uh, I'm a part of a few organizations that are out there making world changes. And folks, it really is up to us. Don't just listen and go, oh, that was a nice show or I didn't know that. Please step up. Every single thing helps. And whatever way you want to support, maybe you want to send packages to them, uh, educational tools to them. Um, let me put you in touch with them so that you could talk to them as to what the needs are and how you can support them. Because, folks, if you are and um, call yourself a Christian, then you need to step up and be a part of the solution, not the problem, and help these people educate the children of tomorrow. Because um, God's message is about love, it's about unity, it's about inclusion, it's about respect for all humanity, not just a few that you deem worthy. We are all worthy. 
because we're all based in love and kindness. I thank you both so much for being on the air with me here today. Are you still with me? Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. We love you. Thank you, listeners and the people of U.S. and all over the world that are going to listen to this message. Thank you very much, Salah. Long live. Long live. Thank you. And to you too, too. And, and long may your cause grow. And may you be a very good example for other organizations to step up and follow your example. You're both doing wonderful work, and I really commend you. Thank you very much. So, folks, remember, it is all about us. We have to step up and be a part of the solution, not turn a blind eye, because all of the answers lie with us. And it all uh, lies in loving kindness for one another. Until next time, folks. <laughs>